Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Jesse Rogers of ESPN is always all over the transaction game in Major League Baseball. Kind enough to join us now on the 101 ESPN and Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Jesse, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Good to talk to you guys. All right. As you might guess, here in a baseball mad city like St. Louis, when the Cardinals are tied to a guy like Juan Soto, people are are going crazy. So we want to start with this. What do you think the realistic expectations for Cardinals fans should be in regard to getting Juan Soto here? Well, I mean, I don't think they're necessarily the favorite that's going to happen in, in the next 12 hours or something, but I, I, they were one of the first teams I thought of when, when he became available. It, it's a deal we've seen before with them, um, including even re-signing a guy. You know, Goldschmidt was traded and then re-signed. You guys have talked about it, I'm sure, ad nauseum. Um, they certainly have enough to get it done, which puts them in the team photo. Uh, whether it gets done or not, I, I can't tell you. Nobody can right now. When it, when it first appeared on the radar, I didn't think he'd be traded by August 2nd. I thought, you know, you sort of feel, feel uh, you have a feeling out process. And then Mike Rizzo would take this to the winter meetings. And I just feel like the Dodgers and the Yankees and whether maybe even the Astros, who knows, would be more willing in the winter, in the winter instead of at a time when they already have a 10-game lead or whatever. I just feel like um, it was going to be such a big deal. I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure that it'll, it'll go to the winter. Maybe it does get done by, by next Tuesday. And I put them in the team photo. I just can't tell you if they're the favorite or not. Um, I, I, I really feel the Padres are in that mix. They've been all over the place, as, as you know, kind of A.J. Preller does every year. And they swing big. But we know the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals are interesting front office, right? They, 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 are, they, they sort of go at their own pace, but then they, take, they do take those big swings, if that makes sense. I think you guys know what I mean. Mosellock kind of has that. We're, we're, we're the Cardinals. We're going to do things our own way. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's Arenado. Boom, there's Goldschmidt. So, like I said, it's one of the first teams I thought of. They have enough to get it done. Just don't know if, 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 if it does get done or the Padres wow Mike Rizzo or this thing goes to, to the winter meetings. Hey, Jesse, one question that we really haven't asked here on our own is how much of a factor the fact that the Nationals are for sale plays for a guy like Boris does is he looking at that or is Scott Boris turning down four hundred and forty million dollars just because of the number on the contract? Yeah, I don't I don't know how much the um, the, the sale affects uh, the turning down of the contract. I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm just not sure. Uh, but look, if they gave him the right number, I'm sure he would have said yes. So I, I do think the sale was is secondary. Um, we don't know what exactly that number is. Maybe it is 500 million. Um, I mean, most Boris clients get to free agent, not the other way around, right? So it, it's not a surprise they turned on whatever the number is. Um, but I don't. I, I think the sale was probably secondary. Uh, most most players don't care. I mean, if, if the number was five hundred million, that's what he wanted, and, and they were still going to get sold. The contract is still good either way, right? So I, I haven't heard that 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 was a, a big part of the calculus. Jesse, the Cardinals are also in need of starting pitching. So in addition to tracking what the latest is with Juan Soto, we've been looking a lot at the market out there for starting pitching. And it's not incredibly deep. So when we look at somebody like Luis Castillo, you know a lot of teams would likely be in on a pitcher of that caliber. Who do you think some of the front runners could be for Castillo? 
Well, I think the, the Yankees are, are in the mix. I mean, you see what's happened to their starting pitching. They've kind of come down a notch. Uh, bigger sample size. I was looking at it yesterday since like early June. You know, some of those guys haven't been the same. I mean, it's it's the names you would think of. The Yankees, the Dodgers are definitely in there. I don't think the Mets are in there knowing that DeGrom is, is coming back, at least they, they think. So, yeah, St. Louis has to has to battle some of those bigger ones. And I mean, I, I think I wrote about this on ESPN.com the other day. I mean, I know I did. Um, I mean, St. Louis has been focused on starting pitching for a while now, right? They've been making those calls for a while. Soto just is kind of a more recent on-the-radar thing. But no matter what, you know, you can't just trade for Juan Soto and think you're done. We're going to out-hit everyone. That's just not how it works, especially in the playoffs. Juan Soto is one player. They're, they're going to be – their focus really is on starting pitching. But then, obviously, you can't just ignore the Juan Soto availability. So it's kind of obviously dual tracks here. But there's no doubt for a while now – I mean, it's not a surprise to you guys. They've been focused on it. And Luis Castillo, the part I've been trying to find out is, is, is do, do the Cardinals need to pay a tax – because it's within the division. Sometimes that happens. You have to give a little bit extra. And I don't know if they're willing to do that, especially if they have to sort of outbid a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees. So you, you drop down from Luis Castillo, Frankie Montas is, is all good. You know, the thing about Cardinals, think about last year, they traded for two when they were, you know, kind of on the outs, outside of the, of a, of a lead, but you could trade for one really good one and one. Okay. One. So, that opens that opens the door for St. Louis to look at Jose Quintana. I mean, I think Martin Perez from from Texas is an underrated one. He's having this incredible year, and you just want two months out of him. That would be a good fit. That's the thing about St. Louis. They could use top end for sure, and they could use back end um, like we saw last year. So it does open the door a little bit more for the market because you don't have to have the number one guy like Luis Castillo. But they want as good as they can get, and Frankie Mataz would be a good consolation prize, along with um, whether it be Quintana or, or like I said, I kind of like this year Martin Perez is having under the radar. So um, that's the way I look at it. I, I think they'd be a little bit behind the eight ball for Luis Castillo unless they really want to pay up. Jeffy, another name that's come up here, and I don't even know if he'll get moved, is Pablo Lopez of the Marlins. The A's are going to probably move Montas because they aren't planning on contending in the near future. What about the Marlins? Are they planning on contending in the near future, and could they move a Lopez before the trade deadline? Yeah. I think think there's some some availability there, yes. I, I, I haven't heard any match with the Cardinals, not that it can happen. But I think it's possible. I think it's possible. They've, they've got to change up sort of the vibe there. They've got all this pitching. They just can't build around it. So, yeah, I mean, my short answer is yes. I just don't know the teams that have matched up with Lopez. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Jesse, we got word about Mike Trout dealing with a pretty rare back condition. He says it's manageable and he plans to return this season, but that's obviously a newsworthy bit of information. How do you think that his back condition and, and uh, what his future might hold could impact what happens with Shohei Otani? I mean, it, it's probably more about, you know, somewhat new GM there, Perry Manassian, that, that, you know, sees what he has around them and just, haven't been able. They haven't been able to build a winner with with Trout there. I, I think he's he might be ready to, to to change things up as much as he probably doesn't want to lose Otani. I just don't know about the. It, it reminds me a little bit of what I said about Soto. I just don't know about this deadline. I mean, I think fans need to understand that there's just there whether you're in a, in contention or not. 
there's just two times a year where trades are really discussed. Now and, you know, basically the winter meetings, December, Jan, you know, whatever it is, November, December. Like, it, there's not a lot of phone calls April, May, early June about trades, um, September, October, right? So my point is, you know, you, you some a lot of times you feel, you, you, you send some feelers out there, like I said about Soto, and then you take that information into the offseason. So I have my doubts. Otani's traded by August 2nd. I mean, I think Perry is probably trying to figure out the direction of his team, right? He just fired his manager, Trout's down, and, and, and now starting to, you know, show some signs of, of wear and tear. You know, I just, I, I think, I, I don't know if Otani's going to be there long term. I have my doubts. I just don't know if it's going to be, again, by August 2nd. What a complicated that deal is. What's the value for Shohei Otani on the open market? So it does remind me of Soda a little bit. Let, let's, let's feel this thing out and then go to the winter meetings. But I have a much better feel that Soto would be moved um, you know, by August 2nd, more than Otani. That's kind of my take on it. Jesse, you were there. We saw the the scene of Wilson Contreras and Ian Hatt, very emotional and what was likely his farewell to Wrigley. Can you just take us there and set the scene on how Chicago has been dealing with what's likely the end of uh, another star in, with the Cubs? Very, very strange. Um, very strange to, to, to be around a team. I mean, unlike the Cardinals who just never sell off, never bottom out who never rebuild it's, it's been weird to see the the drop um this organization has taken and a second rebuild in, in in the in the same decade the first one certainly worked um there's a lot of reasons why they've, they've arrived at the point that they're at it's not just oh they're cheap that might be some of it but it's not the it's not the only reason or whatever so yeah very weird the weird part is it's a week before the deadline it's not like um you know he was moved and, they, and then saying his goodbye like you usually see that after it's been announced, he's been traded, right? Mm-hmm. But fans are savvy. They saw what happened last year. They didn't exactly get a chance to say to say goodbye to Rizzo, Bias, and Brian. In fact, Rizzo and Brian didn't even play on the final day before the deadline. Um, so here's the final home game, a week to go. Uh, fans are savvy, and they wanted to say their goodbyes they didn't get last year. What, what, what complicates things, makes it worse for the front office, is uh, Wilson Contreras really wears his heart on his sleeve. So he was taking it all in with a week to go. He wasn't just, you know, head down playing baseball. He, like, was taking it in, and Hap kind of followed suit. Hap has another year of team control. Doesn't doesn't even for sure mean he's going to be traded, though certainly a lot of teams are called. So it was surreal. It was surreal, kind of made up for last year, and also just um, I think the front office is like, wow, we are really going to take a hit because uh, Wilson is even – playing it up even more, not on purpose, just because he's a very emotional player. He had tears in his eyes the last couple of days. So um, there's no doubt he's gone. The value, the, you know, he wants to be paid like the highest, you know, paid, you know, but he wants to be the highest paid catcher in the game. The Cubs aren't ready to do that for whatever reason. Um, and they're just, they're rebuilding. So they'd rather, they'd rather, you know, they think they'd rather contend with 21 to 20, 30 year olds than, than, than 32 year olds catcher, which what he'd be 32 year old catchers which is what he'd be when they're probably ready to contend again in a couple of years so very surreal very strange but man he is he has played as good as anybody i've seen with the distraction of being traded last year bias bryant and rizzo did not have good years this guy's having a career year heading into the trade deadline heading to, into his free agency so i give him a lot of credit 
for avoiding those distractions. Finally, Jesse Rogers, one other Chicago question. And if people in St. Louis have not read your piece last week about Tony Larusa, I advise them to do so. A two-parter, number one, we've seen it happen here in St. Louis so many times. Would you be surprised if the White Sox would have a great August and September and make the playoffs? And secondarily, if they don't make the playoffs, what happens? Yeah, I, I would not be surprised. The division just ha- has allowed them to do it. I, I didn't pick them. Like, I'm going back a couple months once I saw this this treading in water type of uh, thing they've been doing. I, 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 I think they're deficient in too many areas, but they could do it because they have talent and the division isn't great and it's three games, but and they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. August is really easy. Um, and, and, and my take on Tony is, He's not the big problem there, but he hasn't been the big solution. I've been less critical of him than most people around town. I mean, he really takes up a lot of the talk talk time on, on, uh, on shows, you know, a lot of the airways. He really takes up a lot of energy, and I don't think he's been the big problem. But his Hall of Fame credentials haven't showed up either. Like, he hasn't lifted the team, which is flawed. They don't have left-handed hitting. They're a little bit short in the bullpen. Their starting pitching is underwhelmed. Um, their offense is way too right-handed, but it's his job to sort of elevate, right? So I, I don't think he's been the solution, but I don't think he's been the big problem. I think he's back if he wants to be back. And this guy, you know, is probably going to feel like unfinished business if they don't make the playoffs. So the bottom line is if they don't, it's probably going to be up to him whether he's back or not. Now, maybe as a conversation with Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, and they decide to move on, but that'll be a mutual decision or even just a solo decision on his part. Um, and so I, I think he's probably back until further notice. I mean, I just can't get inside, get inside his head. He's probably not even thinking of next year. Uh, but boy, he's got to push some buttons the rest of the way. They have really underwhelmed. And Jesse, Michelle, and you and I all know Tony. Can you imagine a scenario where he would put himself in a situation where he wouldn't have a W or an L next to his name every day? Wait, I mean, say that again. What do you mean? He 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 is so competitive. He has yeah. to have a win or a loss every single day in oh, something. Right, 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 right. And that's what I'm saying. I just can't see him walking away. The reason he got back into it, he was so sick of being in the front office. I just don't know if you know, and watching without a without a, a, a stake, so to speak. Um, but I just don't know if another team out there would have offered him. Uh, a deal. This is the only one. He's got such a great relationship with with Reinsdorf. So that's my point. Would he walk away um, with unfinished business and an owner that still wants him, even if the rest of the baseball world around Chicago, at least, doesn't want him? I mean, I can't tell you how much oxygen he takes up. I think that's the word I used in the article. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Um, and then, and I, and then, and now, and with this about him, I mean, that was the ironic part of the article. Like the one thing he does do up so much attention. He allows the, the the players don't get any criticism, and so they're freed up to you know play baseball. I don't know if that's good or bad, but if players don't want the heat, they certainly have the manager to take it, and that's not exactly the best quality of a manager, but it's at least a quality that he takes up all that attention, so the players don't get it and they can relax and play. But it hasn't actually worked so much. Maybe the, maybe the players do need a little heat. Who knows?
Yeah, that's classic TLR, Jesse. But I want to ask you one quick follow-up on that. I'm just very curious about the temperature of Chicago sports, specifically Chicago baseball fans. Which fan base is dealing with more consternation right now? You say TLR is taking up a lot of oxygen. Is it the White Sox and Tony La Russa, or is it the Cubs and their fire fire sale and the state of the Cubs right now? Which fan base is, is feeling more frustrated right now? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the attendance, it's the White Sox. The Cubs are still trying 30-plus thousand. <laughs> it's insane. But, you know, Cubs-Pirates on a Monday night had like 35,000 two, three nights ago. It's crazy. Um, and I think there's a portion of the Cub fan base that is really ticked. But there's also a portion that is just like, all right, well, we had our World Series. Let's see if we can do this again. And then there's, a, and, and then there's even a portion within that that really understands why they're in the situation that they're in. And it's, it, it's of their own making. Look, once you're here, meaning your your veterans are aging out and not performing, and you didn't have a wave of, of of young players behind them, what else can we do than what we're doing right now? There's one other thing you can do, and that's try to buy a championship, which rarely works, right? So I think it's definitely the White Sox fans. This was a team. Look, if you don't finish off your rebuild, fans have every right to be ticked because they sat through years of hundred lost seasons or years of losing and years of not, you know, Cub fans sat through that and they got rewarded. Now they have to sit through it again. White Sox fans had to sit through that and they're not getting rewarded right now. They got to the playoffs, but they flamed out two years in a row. So White Sox fans are definitely feeling that consternation more than Cub fans. At least the Cub fans have 16 to celebrate still, and they probably will for a long time. White Sox fans don't have that. They're, they're pretty ticked. They have not finished off the rebuild. If you don't, you deserve all the criticism because you you made fans sit through it. Jesse Rogers, you always provide us great material. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. By the way, are you making your way into St. Louis next week? I am. I'm going to be there for the deadline, and uh, you know, I'll either be on your side talking to Juan Soto, I'll be on the Cubs side saying goodbye to Wilson Contreras, one or the other. Sounds good. We'll track you down there, Jesse. We appreciate your time today. Yep, see you Tuesday. Take care. You bet. See you later. That's Jesse Rogers. ESPN does amazing work, and he and Jeff Passan are just so tied in at ESPN to baseball and the rumors. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.